Hey, I'm Roberta Blevins, and this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we work to end the stigma of failure in an industry designed for you to fail. Hey, welcome to Life After MLM's Lula Rich companion series, Lula Bitch, a place you can come to find all the tea and everything that was left on the cutting room floor. You're about to hear the personal accounts of the people affected by the MLM LuLaRoe. These stories are our own personal opinions, accounts, and allegations of our experiences within the cult. Some stories may be triggering. Please listen at your own discretion. Okay, yep. so let's talk about some more juicy tea, uh, and let's talk about the beta testing group and yep. how yeah. you guys well, uh, that's what learned about the beta testing group and sort of what happened after the beta testing group. So we were coming off of having been suspended. <laughs> well, it, it, it goes back. Okay, wait. Okay, okay good. <laughs> so we had been repeatedly warned and called by you know Art um about you know me mouthing off in groups which were by the way closed facebook groups for leaders of lularoe which means only the top of the top limited amount of people would see where i dared to question them on some things um art would repeatedly call not me but my husband um to basically tell him to get your wife under control and paul would be like what the fuck tiffany like what the fuck art can you guys just get along and like no and paul hates art too so what a baby it was ridiculous so it's weird they had your phone number not me i just don't understand it so with that um we were suspended in april of 2018 because i threw a big fit about them uh spending the money on alexa the Alexa integration, um, which, as you know, as people watch your lives, if you were to say, Alexa, record, sold, whatever, it's going to set off everybody's Alexa that is watching you. It's the stupidest thing ever. And plus, why do we want Amazon to have our customers' information? That is the worst. I mean, having been an affiliate of Amazon, that is the last thing that I want. So there was a numerous technological problems with this. And I was like, why are we spending money? So I, this is the only leadership we ever missed. So we stayed home because it was our our daughter's birthday. I refused to go. Um, I woke up that morning of my daughter's birthday. Um, and I just was, I'd had enough. I saw the stuff coming in from leadership. It was completely ridiculous. It was completely just like, like distracting from the issue of the fact we didn't have inventory we could sell. That was the hot issue. At it was April, two, April of 2018. So we were well into the phase of no shit product. Yeah. And, and like, we had been through like the Disney disaster. So that's some other tea. I, 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 as I was told what happened with the Disney. Oh, we'll um, get to the Disney. Is, Let's is, get well, to the Disney why, why we had 14 different colors of anal bead Kermit. Um, <laughs> and, and things like that. So we, there's no, there's nothing else you can call it. <gasps> oh my God. I was not prepared for that, Paul. <laughs> yeah. Um, so at, but, so with the Alexa thing, I was in a Facebook group and I was pointing out the fact that they were distracting, you know, everybody with the fact that there's no prints by rolling out this new technology that wasn't going to work um, and had a ton of problems. And I was founding off, you know, statistics with Amazon and Alexa and all the problems with integrating the third party, blah, 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 blah. So the next thing we know, we got suspended well, for 30 so, days. So what she said in one of the groups was... If the, if we were in any other business, I'm and that. we had a supplier that was that was giving us the shit that they're giving us, we would fire them, and we would we would we would go find someone else to supply it. Absolutely, that, <laughs> totally but, true. But she she posted this in a a coach and mentor group, and she thought it wasn't going to get reported. I I'm mean, like, they're the masters of the screenshot. Right. <laughs> 
But everyone, so it was true, but at the time, just dumb. Like, I was like, why, why the hell would you do that, you idiot? So, like, like, the thing with that is, though, is I'm like, because any other company, we would be able to say this. Right. Only in Little Road can we not say this. So I got screenshotted. Next thing we know, we're getting the phone call and we're getting the email that we're suspended for 30 days. We had to go to La La La. We had to go to California, beg for our business back. That whole. So we're coming we're, off we're, the we're, suspension. We were told to come so, in with a humble heart and and be grateful for LuLaRoe. And yeah. beg for your the opportunity. Beg like, please the- give me another chance. Yes. How culty is that? Oh, it's so gross. What's, what was even worse is when... Also, we are LDS. We're not super active right now. Mo- I think really a lot to do with with, with that, and the, and they're working with the leadership of of the actual church and stuff like that. Just make it. It's so gross and and pisses me off so bad the way Mark in a conversation with me, and I wish I still had a record. He actually compared himself to Joseph Smith. Um, being misunderstood and I, I'm like um Roberta you are getting exclusive info right there wow I, we couldn't even put that in the documentary because I couldn't find the phone call you have the phone call he no, just wasn't gonna give it to him no, actually I don't so the more. thing with that so Mark compared himself to Joseph Smith just just going through the you know trials that Joseph Smith experienced and how Mark was so similar and to how that. misunderstood and how misunderstood Paul's like, are you effing kidding? Wow. But um, God, I got, I totally. And it's just so mind blowing. Okay, yeah. so there's so much. Here. So we get there to beg for our business back, and they don't even talk about the business once. All we met with Art and Kenny. I do like Kenny. He's just in a bad spot. Yeah, I have a special place on my foot for Art. <laughs> Like, <laughs> but they didn't even talk to us about the business. All they talked about was the church and, and the whole, like, so, and people would think, oh, that's super weird. Here's their, here's their mindset. Like whenever you would come have a problem with, with something, Mark would always, his number one thing is just trust me. Like. I have the same belief and, and where they were coming from and what they were doing is the total mind fuck of, you know, my heart, you know, what I believe we're both members of the church. Just trust me. You know that I'm not going to do anything bad. The justification they use for all of their bad behavior. Look at all the good I'm doing. Look at like, I can show you this, or I can show you that. Look at what I'm doing. Like, that's my excuse. For why this is okay for lying and cheating and putting people in horrible positions, breaking my word of what I said my business was is acceptable because of all these other good things I can do. Yeah. Not it's affinity fraud. Wow. It just it's just super like it's just it's, it's just gross. Offensive. And I, like that's I think that that's ultimately why they have so much vitriol and hatred towards them is because they would all, all they did was try to feed on the things, even if you're not Mormon, if you're just Christian and like, which I would have to say probably 90% of the company was, is that it was always try to find the common ground and, and, it's it's so mind screwing um, the way that they did things. There were so many dog whistles that came out of their mouth mm-hmm. that were specific to people sitting in those seats. So yeah. many LDS and so many just church and mil- based ones. And mil- Military teachers, nurses, like salt of the earth, people who are s- so amazing and so upstanding and so giving in what they do for their occupation that they took advantage of them. So you're in these offices supposed to be begging for your jobs back and you're getting like a Bible lesson. Oh, we're talking about, we're talking about Philmont. We're talking about Boy Scouts. We're talking about Nauvoo, which is where, you know, the Saints settled. Um, And then we went to Salt Lake. Mostly about mission. 
about them about their church mission. Yep. And we wow. just sat Paul under the table, like what the actual is happening right now. And hour and a half later, two hours later, you know, we stand up and Kenny's like, all right, keep doing what you're doing. And we're like, are we like, are we, can we, can we sell shit? Like what's going on? Like, do we have our dashboard back? And he's like, basically, yes. Hey, do you want to come to our ranch this summer? And we're like, I'm sorry, what? And they're like, well, we have so many spots for each team. Do you want to go to, I don't, we're just like, what the hell? I was so like, what they, you- they called you in to berate you about your business. They used church indoctrination to make you feel guilty. Uh, wasted your time on your dime. You had to fly yep. out here for this two hour meeting about the church that had nothing to do with your business, nothing to do with your, your suspension or anything that <laughs> happened. Correct. And then they love bomb you with an invitation to the ranch for you and your team. Because Correct. and that's what you they try to they try to make you think that you're on the inner circle. So they you like and they ask you enough questions and try to get just enough information where they totally disregard it all the time, but they want you to think that they're getting your input. Like poor Doug Royal Lance, all like all Mark did was talk shit about Doug Royal Lance. Like to me and tell me, like, he even told me, like, don't listen to Doug Royal Lance. You know, he doesn't know anything. And he definitely, he doesn't, we don't take his advice on anything. But Doug thinks he's got Mark's ear and he's like, like, all this other, all this other crap. And I'm like, dude, like, and those are people I could go on forever. It's like they're nice people, but they've, they've, like they've literally they're oh they're twisted because they have to be yeah here's, they're trapped here's they're a, trapped. here's an interesting fact that people don't know they had to borrow the money from their daughter to join LuLaRoe because they don't have shit they've never been shit they've never done anything it's just failed business after failed just, business just they had nothing like, well it makes sense why they're so like staunchly pro LuLaRoe because if LuLaRoe falls so do they and they have nothing to fall back on look at who's still in though right now you've got mentors that are you know it's based on their bonus check what are they going to do they are not going to go do anything they're never going to make this kind of money anywhere else because they don't sell anything they don't know how to sell anything the only person that could possibly make it out of that is Lindsay Mueller like that's it there's nobody else that could make it because they don't sell anything. They're living off a bonus check. And when you try to replicate that money that they're making off that bonus check and going back to what you were doing, like what, like for them, like they're stuck. Like why leave LuLaRoe and leave that precious bonus check but where that, you'd have to actually go to work. And, and I will say this, like for the people that are still in, like, can I even tell you like most of the people or the leadership or the top sell. I don't know. I, I don't know. Why do you care? I don't know. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't, don't even know who's left either. I don't know who they would be, but for the people that are like, for the people that are there, that's the culture that LuLaRoe created. And with the way Deanne always talk about dream and then dream about your life and then go get it and trying to get people to, to, to make their husband like the big thing with retire your husbands and always wanting you to buy more than what you could afford. So they like, like we got a call from art. We got two separate calls from art in the end telling us that we needed to, that we needed to sell less and give our customers to our downline. And we need to focus on recruiting and people would. And so there's two ways you can look at this. Some people would say, well, that's right. You, you're selling a lot. You should like, there's going to be people that hear that. You should give your customers to your downline because you're making money off them. But that's not where they're coming from. Where they're coming from is they want your bonus check bigger so that you're dependent on the bonus check and LuLaRoe. So they got you by the throat and they, you can't do, you can't speak out against them. You can't do shit against them because you're too freaking scared. 
which is why we were terminated, which is why we didn't have the opportunity like everybody else in there to just leave LuLaRoe is because we weren't tied to that bonus check and we weren't scared because we had successful blogs. We had money in the bank. We had blogs that still made money and a lot of money and we weren't financially strapped to LuLaRoe, which is why we continued to speak out and why we eventually were terminated. So a lot of the other big sellers who left, and I hate to say this, are all my friends. They're, they're I mean, they're good people. But they didn't have maybe the money coming into it like we did or the money still coming in from other businesses. So they were really specifically tied to LuLaRoe. So they would never speak out or never say anything because if we, if LuLaRoe, like they did, terminated us, we still had money coming in from other businesses. And so we were, I mean, as much as it sucked and it truly sucked because of the relationships, our friends, our downline, it was great money we weren't a hundred percent dependent on that. And so I think that that's probably why I was more bold in speaking out because I'm like, F you, you, you terminate me. Like it's going to suck. And I love doing this, you know, and I love all, like, I love my team. I love my friends. I love the other boutiques. I love, you know, our customers. I'm like, but this is wrong. It's wrong. Like what's happening right now is wrong. And if you, I mean, if, and if you do end up terminating me, I'm like, we can live for however long, you know, we'll figure something out. You know, we've always worked for ourselves. So I think it probably had a little more confidence. Plus we were a little older, I think. Well, that then like I have a background, my, my family has a background. I know about LA. I knew about all that stuff. We were in because of the community. We stayed in for as long. We knew that we would be successful. In fact, the first time we got terminated, which was like August 7th. Oh yeah. We by, got terminated twice. <laughs> by art. That was one thing that, that ended up with him, you know, cussing at me on a, on a, on speakerphone with all my kids in the car. But the second time that we got fired or that we got, we got told we were going to get fired. When I talked to Mark, I said, Mark, are you sure you want to do this? Because like, if you fire me, I am not going to go be a plumber. Like, and everyone is going to see what we're doing. Okay, but we love plumbers. Very necessary profession. Yes. Fine. I wasn't, <laughs> like, what can I, like, there's anyone that we don't love. I wasn't going to go be a ditch digger. I wasn't going to go be a lawyer. I wasn't going to, like, no one likes lawyers. Okay. But, ba- but basically, like, we're going to go to LA and we're going to start buying clothes and everyone's going to see what we're doing. And he was like, you did say that to him. Paul did. I, we, this was a phone call, a two hour phone call on the side of a highway in Texas in August. And Paul goes, Mark, um, we're not going to just go and do nothing. We're not going to go and not be involved in this. We're going to go and people are going to see what we do. And they're going to see that we can do this. And that's what happened. And the irony of them firing us for starting an MLM. Oh, can we talk about that? Yeah, well, we'll get it. Wait, what? They said they, you started your own MLM? Yes, that's why we got terminated. That, that's what they, that's what, what they told people. I thought that's you got terminated over the beta testing thing. No, my gosh, you want to, okay, the best, best Stop, part well, of this. You're going to confuse people. They have, okay. like, they, we, ha- we had a meeting because everybody was upset about the, the, the meeting with, the, with all the top 100 mentors that Mark had, where he basically threatened us all that he was going to take his 400 million and go off to the Bahamas, which is dumb as fuck. Because one of my Grand favorite Cayman. Mark quotes of all time, by the way. Yeah. Because the Grand Caymans is where your money is safe. But um, <laughs> and and threatened us and and told us all, and then had these and had had this basically like cult meeting where it came down to where he told us you're either all in for Lularoe or you're against it. So. I'm going to hand out these pieces of papers. And if you're all in for LuLaRoe, put a circle. And if you're not, then put an X. And we had to hand So I put a circle with an X. And then we had to hand (laughs) What is this? Like, do you like me? Check yes or no. Yes. Like, hey, are you guys all in? And look to see whose hands are around. And everybody's, everybody's like. I'm sitting, I'm sitting next to Sarah because Paul and I got separated. So I'm on one side of the room, Paul's on another, and I'm like desperately trying to make eye, eye contact. And I'm like, oh shit. I was like, blink twice. I was like, Paul, we're screwed. I was like looking at him and I'm like, 
I like am envisioning some kind of alien thing where like they come in and suck our like souls out of our bodies. So I'm like trying to make eye contact with Paul and be like, what the fuck is happening? And I'm like looking over because I was sitting with Sarah and Chad. And we were sitting there looking at each other, like, and we're like writing on here. We're like, what the hell do we do? And we're looking at each other and we're like, this is fucked up. Like, we were just like, what the hell? So we're like, just writing our name. Like, we're like literally drawing pictures on there. And we were like, is this for real right now? And I was, it was like, actually a, so, an experience where I was like frightened to not be with you. I was like trying- pure cult indoctrination. Like yeah. they're literally separating you and like asking you, are you all in or not? Right. So we had this meeting that we thought we were going to get some, like everyone walked into into this thing. Okay. We're going to get some real answers. There's going to be some real change. LuLaRoe has got some shit figured out that they're going to take some of the the suggestions that all of us have given them and they're going to make this better. And instead we got this speech about how they should be proud to be with a billion dollar company. He is like, Mark is the CEO of a billion dollar company. We should stop questioning him. And he could, uh, he could ride off into the sunset. Like you're a fucking cement contractor who met someone while you are still married on a freaking plane. Weren't they like in another MLM and they like sat next to each other on an airplane and like fell in love, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, all kinds of fun stories. I wonder if that's in the documentary. Oh, I don't know, but like that would be exciting. Like you basically hit the lottery, okay, with this idea and you read a bunch of like you you read a bunch of self-help books, ran you gave everything over, like you ran the business side of it with this, you know, no one who had never actually worked for anyone who'd really made clothes before. And gave it like put him in charge of your entire company. He designed the first freaking men's shirt he designed is designed after a shirt that Justin Bieber wore that he wanted everyone. That's the truth. The that the Patrick, the first why it was so long and why it went down like like why you could basically you remember that it was like an Ebenezer Scrooge nightgown. Yeah. It was it was modeled after you, if you Google Justin Bieber like with long you, you go back and see it. That's what he told me that he modeled it after for a bunch of 30 and 40 year old men to put on and, and, and sell. And he's just like, Oh, so between that meeting and then what happened at convention where, where we thought we were going to get a, basically an apology from Patrick and everybody else. And instead, he goes on and says he doesn't. He's not going to apologize to any of us, and he drops the mic. And then we have to watch five minutes of them showing sports clips of Mark's car in their new thirty thousand square foot house that they're building. It was just bizarre. It was so bizarre. Oh yeah, his million so we, dollar cars. So yeah. we had already known like ten or fifteen people were ready to walk. They were like we were all just pissed off, and so. The meeting that we had was, hey, if Mark does close the doors, only if Mark closes it, like, I can't even tell you in times like that. Someone said there was a recording, but I wish, I wish it were true, and I wish someone would put it out there. So just a little bit on this, we, after convention, so after the last concert, after the last whatever, we had a big, huge suite with like a kitchen, living room, everything. We were directly across the hall from Justin. Those really big rooms to have our entire team over for parties and all this stuff. So it was a completely after convention. So we had most of like our top sellers in our team were a lot of people there. Plus some just friends like came by and we were all sitting there. And then this was to do with the beta testing and with Mark saying he was going to close the doors. And it was not even like a, like it wasn't even, it was just the people that were sitting near us is like, like Sarah. Oh, I don't know. Was Sarah in there? Oh yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. we had a bunch of our friends that like we would have had in there if we were like no, we shooting the shit. Anyway. We were just like we were just like all freaked out and basically said that if Ludo closes, we can band together and we can and we can make something out of it with the people just in this room. Like we're fine. And we're Mark to told, fine. and Mark told me that, and I told it's a backup plan. Because when when this is, and Mark told me that 
I didn't need a fucking backup plan. That he needed me all in. We are too influential to be having meetings like that. And I said, well, don't have meetings where you're telling us that you're going to pack your shit up and go somewhere with $400 million and don't have Deanne telling us, which obviously doesn't exist. That's what they they told people so so they could justify why they fired us because what they really fired us for is because furious as hell about the beta group. Okay. Right. Their cover was that we had this meeting, we were trying to recruit people, but what they were really upset about is that we were going to tell everybody about the beta group. So what they did was they had Lindsay Wheeler and Curtis Wilson taking private orders from people. Okay. And then going in and hand like had separated inventory that at one time had been available, right? So when I when I confronted Mark about this, he's like, that inventory has been available to everybody. Right. It was on the line for what, an hour? If you had ordered within that hour, you might have gotten some of it. I have no idea what the timelines were, but all I know for sure I saw with my own eyes was that inventory had been separated for the beta group, okay? And they were handwriting their orders. And here's the part. Like, I can de- I can deal with that. I would, like, I would be pissed, and I would think it was really shitty. I could deal with that. But that was the group they chose to teach how to run ads so that everybody in the fucking company would see this hand-picked inventory and thought it was coming off the lines. And, and Mark said, Paul, what was I supposed to do? It's only way we could find out is if we were running good ads with good product, it's the only way we could find out that it would work. Except those are the same damn pictures you were having people like Kim Roylance posted and people that. posted telling the consultants to buy it. Even if I were to, to believe you and take you completely and trust you and believe you at 100% base value, that was your intention. If you couldn't see that all of your consultants were going to see that, and it was going to cause them to order inventory that was not and would not be available to them, then you're too fucking dumb to run a program with ads. And this is why we wanted nothing to do and why we told Kenny, no, three separate times, we wouldn't help you with ads because this is bullshit and it's not right. Like, oh, yeah. so that's why we got terminated. And they use this other bullshit as, as, a, as a cover because I don't sugarcoat much, right? People in, in the people that were in Little Row, all the people that we had trained, all the people that had come through a convention that we had trained, all the people that had come through all the trainings know that I'm not going to lie, that I'm not, that I'm not full of shit. And that, like, if I was, and if we blew the whistle, on this and let everybody know they'd have a major freaking problem. So they tried to get rid of us for another reason. They're just terrible. Yeah. So you guys were terminated and how much inventory did you have that you were sitting on when you were terminated? Yeah, we had roughly 7,000 pieces, seven or 14. I don't remember. We no, it's 14. We sold 7,000 pieces. So 14,000 pieces times $17 a piece. That's right. No, because we were at 400,000 wholesale, 800 and some thousand retail. Wow. Yeah. I mean, your experience obviously is vastly different from the majority of people you were top sellers, but that's a lot of inventory. So at that point, Roberta, what people don't understand. We already rented another house. Wow. You rented a house just to store all this? Yeah. Basically. Behind us. Yeah. Oh my God. So, but the, Roberto, what people don't understand is the last year we were in LuLaRoe, we were buying out every other retailer in Houston, whether or not they were on our team. I spent we all, yeah. I mean, we were working on it. Like every day, all I did was drive to all these retailers' houses and buy all the shit they couldn't sell because I knew Paul and I could sell it and they were desperate. And were like, they we, like people that were going out of business that couldn't oh, yeah. sell the rat and yeah. you went and oh, bought I out. Oh, wow. 
going to like crazy places, buying their inventory from them. And like, just, and that's what, I mean, we had, we had a lot of excess inventory because we were trying to help everybody and buy it out because I knew we had a better chance of selling it than anybody else did. If, if Paul can't sell it, like it wasn't going to get sold. Like seriously. So we were like trying to help them by buying all their inventory because at least I knew we could sell a lot of it. it wow. At least that is their inventory where they, they got, there is no possible way to buy everybody's, like all of everyone's no. inventory. I just don't want to, I don't want. Yeah. But yeah. still, that's incredible. How many people do you think you guys helped? Oh, it was almost every day. For, probably, it was probably 50. At least. And that's not just our team. No, it's just around, it this, around, around this. this area. People would constantly contact us and they're like, hey, can you buy my inventory? Hey, can you help me? Can you whatever? Because they knew we could sell it. So we were, I mean, I was spending most of my days instead of photographing stuff and instead of doing other admin stuff like I normally would do, I was out driving around buying inventory from people. And like, so there's that side of it. And, and yes, we like we did, we were trying to help people. I don't want things to get, we're not, we were also trying to run a business. So we, we bought, we bought stuff at discount. We bought like, mm-hmm. it wasn't like we we're like, I don't want there to be any business. I'm trying to be like a hundred percent on this, like where it's not, people are going to come out. Oh, well, but they bought everything. It, it you know, 75% of wholesale. Or right. 60- I mean, you were helping them, but it was also a business transaction because Correct. you were assuming all of this risk. Right. It was, and we actually got in trouble for one point yes. at one point. This is when all the, this is when like, because this is, it, this is the time when all the buyback stuff was, was real big and, and all, it was hitting the news because consultants weren't getting their money back. Right. And, and Mark, like Mark's, he, he said directly to me that, that, that these people that are just trying to get, um, because he, he, the first buyback he did was really, the way he did it was really stupid in that it, it, it gave people no incentive to try and sell anything. It just, like, so anyway, like, the whole thing was just dumb. But he told me these people are just going to have to wait, and they're going to have to wait. He said, eventually, they'll get their money, but they're just going to have to wait. And so, meantime, we we're, we go around after this conversation start and just trying to buy it up. And then we get in trouble because we're buying this inventory instead of buying inventory from the warehouse. Do you ever wonder how much of your personal data is out there on the internet just for anyone to find? I promise it's more than you think. Your name, contact info, social security number, home address, even information about your family members. It's all being compiled by data brokers and openly sold online. This can lead to a lot of problems, including identity theft, phishing attempts, harassment, and unwanted spam calls. But now you can protect your privacy with Delete Me. Signing up for the service is super easy. Just provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. They send you regular, personalized privacy reports showing what info they found, where they found it, and what they removed. I got my report and I was floored with the results. Of the 105 data brokers they checked, 83 of them had my data. Delete Me then removed 173 listings of my personal data off the internet. And they make sure that it stays off too. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me at a special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and use promo code MLM at checkout. The only way to get the 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and enter code MLM at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash MLM code MLM. Head over to quince.com and grab yourself a little something something and support the show by supporting our sponsors. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to lightweight fabrics and classic styles. I have been taking advantage of the beautiful weather and getting outside for daily walks, and I cannot say enough good things about the flow knit high-rise boyfriend jogger from Quince. Seriously, running errands, doing school pickups, swinging by the farmer's market, or taking Jaja for a stroll around the lake, these bad boys are versatile. 
I love the deep pockets, the high waistband, and the internal hidden drawstring. They're quick drying, moisture wicking, antimicrobial, and the four-way stretch makes them so comfortable. They're made with 88% recycled polyester and the Global Style Standard Certified Yarn dramatically lowers environmental impact by diverting landfill and ocean-bound plastic. Not to mention using recycled claim standard approved dyeing, washing, and manufacturing processes with low water and eco-friendly dyes. They have become an absolute favorite, and you can save up to 59% off the high-end counterpart by shopping with Quince. Throw on a Cotton Modal scoop neck tee and some sneakers, and you've got a perfect, effortless outfit. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash MLM for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash MLM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash MLM. National Voter Registration Day is kind of a big deal. It's a yearly, nonpartisan holiday celebrating our democracy, and it's all about getting as many people as possible to, that's right, register to vote. So why is that important right now? Well, sure, local and state elections may not get as much attention as the midterms or the presidential elections, but they're still a super important way for you to use your voice to make an impact and help shape the future of your community. And one of the best parts? Registering to vote is really easy thanks to organizations like Headcount. Get registered there in minutes and you won't have to worry about registration deadlines in your state. And then you'll be ready to participate in all of your upcoming local, state, and federal elections. That really is a big deal. Head to headcount.org forward slash Spotify now to register. That's headcount.org forward slash Spotify. See you at the polls. Yeah. <laughs> right. Of course. Because no. Lula Rowe isn't getting the money from your sales right. anymore because you're buying it from people who are trying to get out. And, but, because, and we're encouraging other people who are who are doing well to buy inventory from the people around them. And like they were pissed off. And I said, look, I said, Mark, are you kidding me right now? I said, if anything, it should be helping you that you're you're not going to have to buy this inventory back from people. Well, that, and I don't know if you remember, you might remember because they were talking to you about it, that there was that consultant in Austin that was like a little more high profile to like a coach or someone that quit. And they were telling, it was a, it was a it was, they were telling us to go buy her inventory. Remember they contacted us and they the were like. The attorney for LuLaRoe contacted yeah. me because they, they stopped doing the buyback program. And so they asked me. Like I, I used they to have asked a text us to go to Austin. That everything had to be done over the phone. They wouldn't. They wouldn't text any of it. They wanted me to go buy this person's inventory, and whatever I bought, they would give me. Like they would give me that, and twenty percent more credit. No cash. I wouldn't get any of my money back, but they would give me that credit towards buying future inventory. If we bought her inventory out, because it was. The it's something where anyway the 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 what they were Bill and Ted or whatever the, yeah <laughs> Bill yeah they Bill and Bob. contacted Bill and me Bob. to ask me to do this so that's so strange so you get terminated you're sitting on almost a million dollars of inventory you're buying up people that you can to help them to get them out of the business as well. You're selling, and 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 what happens? Like, at, at what point were you like, and we're done? Well, l- like let's even just, with selling the stuff just to get rid of it too. Like, at what point were you just like, we're done? I I don't want to be caught exaggerating anything. Like, we know, and we don't have to prove anything. But let's just say it's half a million, right? For the sake of round numbers, we're just going to go with an easy number. When they terminated us, they made our inventory worth even less. Because they said that our any any inventory that we had was no longer backed by the by the guarantee or the warranty. Which how do you prove that? Yeah, I was thinking, how do you prove it? I would just say I didn't no, buy just it from you. But they're saying, but they were going to watch our sales, and we if we didn't tell people that, like, like so they, they have those resources. No, but they well they have they have mentors. They have the they have the they have the they tattle have the, police. They, have the they were hoping that that people would just tell on you because they don't well, have they any had, way to actually track that other than they people had Justin who's watching shows. Yeah, so 
we basically had to sell everything for like crazy discounted prices and we sold everything that we could and then finally we we had our other inventory coming in because the day we got fired the next day we got on a plane and went to la and that's why people said oh they had all this stuff planned no we didn't we literally like, got on a plane we got on a plane day. and said what do you have that's available send it to me now and they're like and we spent the a week selling all the inventory we could and then like it's so at one point i realized selling our shit at this price is <coughs> costing us money because we could be selling our new inventory at regular price so we just started donating and just got just got rid of all the inventory anyone that was in business or sheltered or like we got rid of seven well, we still had our siblings and we had yeah. our son also, and we gave them a lot of inventory too and we just and we just moved on so really like almost overnight you just like got rid of it and replaced it and started your new boutique well it was about two weeks we got a cease and desist from LuLaRoe they sent us a cease and desist they told us not to talk about it the day that we got the second termination the week later we were sitting there it was a Monday morning our VA uh, virtual assistant she contacted us she's like hey you guys might want to check your email so there's this email that goes out that says, um, hey, so a high profile LuLaRoe consultant was terminated this morning. And we're like, oh, shit, who is it? So we're like calling everybody. I'm like, Sarah, is it you? I'm like calling everybody. I'm like, what'd you do, man? So we're like going, like, we're trying to figure out who it is. A couple hours goes by and I was like in the coaches group. I was going to be like, hey, who got terminated today? And I was like, dude, I can't get in the coaches group. That's weird. So then I was like, oh, that's odd. I can't get into the trainers group either. So I'm like sitting there for a little while. And then an hour later or so in our VA, she contacts us again. And she's like, hey, you might want to check your email again. We check our email. Four hours later, we get an email that says it was us that was terminated after they send out an email to the entire field. Kim Roy Lance has a meeting with the mentors to tell them that we were terminated because we were recruiting people to another MLM. How terrible is that, that we should be shunned? And then they had a chance to go to all the coaches and tell them they shouldn't talk to us either again. We were literally, it was Scientology to like the T. You were like excommunicated. Nobody was allowed to talk to you, but you were shunned. If they talked to you, it was going to be a reflection upon them. They even had Pam Webster kick us out of the cruise We were group. kicked out of every Out of the consultant's group. cruise group. Yeah, out of the consult. I mean, we were literally removed from everything and were shunned by every other consultant out there who then copied us and everything that we did when they left well, so i mean it was just it was just gross it would say it's thing, not a cold oh yeah the whole thing was disgusting so i mean it's just it's just the way it was i mean that's what happened and we were completely on our own and about 10 days later we started getting our first deliveries of stuff and started selling it and then people saw how well it was selling and that we were okay and it was going to be all right and then it gave everybody else a chance to sell off their inventory either sell their groups or make money off that get rid of their facebook group do whatever and then it gave them the opportunity to be able to leave wow so since leaving you guys have also spoken out and helped uh, other things come to fruition and and be a part obviously a part of lula rich uh, what other stuff have you done behind the scenes to help sort of expose what happened in LuLaRoe and help the victims of this scam? Well, I mean, you, you and a lot of the other moderators, moderators know we like try to work as liaison between like, some of the other lawsuits that were going on, getting, you know, good, getting information going back and forth, maybe a supplier lawsuit. We worked with the Washington Attorney General, um, you know, trying to get them information. Um, Tiffany provided them with uh, a lot of the home office calls and the things that, that, we had, that we had been given over time. And just, you know, there's just a lot of, a lot of stuff going on. Like, and we were helping, she was actually helping before we were even terminated. Possibly. Possibly. Maybe. 
I, I mean, I just think it's important. A lot of people don't know how much stuff you've done behind the scenes. You're not nearly as vocal as I am on social media when it comes to talking about bringing these companies down and bringing down LuLaRoe and exposing that stuff. So I, I really wanted people to know just how much stuff that you really have done and helped with behind the scenes because it's really important. You know, I think a lot of times people paint people who were in the top 1%, whether they're sellers or um, or leaders or anything like that, as these really just horrible bad guys that were, they were in on it from the beginning, they knew exactly what they were doing, and they were predators, and, you know, I say it in every single one, that we're all victims, and we're all perpetrators of this scam, you know, at varying degrees in our time, and I know that you guys have done a lot of work on the backside after leaving to kind of like, you know, right the karma of whatever it is that you were involved in with within LuLaRoe, the same that I've done. And so I just want people to know that you really have helped a lot. I appreciate, I appreciate that. that a lot. Cause it's, I mean, it's hard, you know, it's hard. You get attacked from both sides. It's difficult. I mean, it's personal. It's difficult. I mean, like you're doing this interview right now after work, she's worked all day. Roberta's kids are coming in and out. They need their mom. And Roberta's like, I'm still trying, like, you don't get anything from this. You literally yeah. don't get anything from it and you're still fighting. Well, and, and there's people that are still bitching that we're trying to capitalize on this on TikTok or whatever. And it's like, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. You get attacked by, you know, by people who are in Lularo if you say something and you get attacked by people who are ex Lularo, uh, if because you say something, it's like... You're attacked by Lularo. <laughs> you, you get, like... Like there's uh, someone who's like kept saying how they asked me if we were trying to uh, capitalize on this, and it's like, are we trying to capitalize on the rich thing? Yes, absolutely. We're still running the business. We're still marketing. We're still in those, and like, what they don't understand is that Lularo's like scare tactic, or and and ask a lot of consultants that have left. Like there is a very real possibility that that they will attempt to sue us, and because they don't care if they win their lawsuits, like that, like like I, direct from their attorney, they don't care if they win anything. Their goal is to outspend and just to bleed people dry. That's where all the consultants that filed suit and couldn't get anything done. The, the two big reasons that other people that what well, why did they wait three years to speak out we didn't we spoke out right away but why won't more people speak out one is they don't want to get sued they're scared to death and two they don't want to get harassed and bullied by everybody who thinks that if you were successful in LuLaRoe you had to be do you had to be in on it or you had to be do, you had to be doing something wrong that's like that's like saying that every single person that went out of business failed because they didn't work hard at it. Right. That some people didn't work, didn't work at it and they failed. That wouldn't be fair for anyone to say about everybody who, who's gone through it. Like we were successful. I felt because we worked hard. We didn't get it. We didn't have special advantages. We didn't build a team because Luro didn't place anybody with us. You know, like we weren't handed the lines like Roy Lance or or Wheeler, Wheeler or so any of them. So many other people like, and do I begrudge them? No, they do what you do, but like, just don't lump us in with with all those people. Are we perfect? Absolutely not. I like. I'm sure I've pissed people off or offended people that were that were on a live at one point. Um, I'm sure that Tiffany, someone, someone in our downline somewhere, probably didn't get the answer they wanted at one point. But we, we, we honestly feel like we did the best we could, and we're still like, there's people that are bitching at us now because we were involved in the documentary. Like, why can't you just let it go? You like, you've got your business five times as big as it was because. They don't deserve it. Mark and Deanne don't deserve any of the shit that they have. Like, they have taken away from so many people. And yes, we're going to end up making our money back that we lost with when, the, when they wouldn't let us, uh, when they wouldn't buy back our inventory or when they cut us off from all the other people. 
Like I'll get, I can get over all that, but they screwed so many people. Okay. And I just don't, it's just not right. So that's why we decided to do it. That's why we decided to speak out. And yes, also at this point, now we are running a business and, and we're marketers. That's what we do. Like it doesn't mean one has to mean the other. I mean, you can do both at the same time. Well, I, I, you know, I would love for you to show me one person that, that would have been involved in this film that had the opportunity to capitalize on it and wouldn't, because when you're, you're handed such a big national platform, international platform, actually, to be able to tell your story and to show what happened to you and to be like, Hey, look, I came out the other side and this is what I'm doing now. You know, people don't have to support you if they don't want to. Um, so I think it is silly for anybody to say that they wouldn't at least slightly capitalize on this. Um, you know, I'm excited for the analytics boost in my TikTok, and I'm excited in the analytics boost in this podcast. Um, I've been yeah. working really hard for the last four years to expose this. And if I finally get my stuff like now, then awesome. I'm going to capitalize on it too, because I've done four years for free. Yep, you and have. after COVID, sorry guys, like I can't just do this for free anymore no well and the same thing like like becca like she's worked her ass off for how long and like like we buy katie like we I buy, buy washi tape every now and then yeah oh i buy, love like, her washi tape i know but, like we should just like pay for a bunch of shit for it and not not have to sell it because like she works she does work hard. i wish there was a way that she could capitalize on this a little bit because of how much work she's put in and she didn't do it for that but the like and there's there's i know there's more people i just like stroke brain is i remember becca like it's just really difficult because i watch how much there's certain people that have put into this and honestly to seeing like even to seeing your praises like you just haven't stopped you know, and like, you're not getting anything out of this. You're taking time away from your family. You're taking time away from your job. You're taking time that you could be watching TV. You could be watching whatever. And that's says we don't watch TV. We don't have a life outside of our job. You know, it's, it's our kids and our job and that's it. And that's the way that it is. And, and we like it like that. We do, but it's, you work so hard and you put every little extra effort you have into this to making sure other women don't get hurt. I don't think there's anything wrong with like, you're doing the right thing. You're trying to do the right thing. People don't see what you're doing. They don't see the back end of this. They don't see all the DMs answered. They don't see all the replies to every comment on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, everywhere else that you're trying to help people. And you're trying to like say, this is what happened to me. Don't let it happen to you. Like, this isn't what it looks like it's going to be. It's not what it seems. And you're just, you're, you're constantly doing that. And it's, you know, how many times have you told your kids, hang on, I'll be there in a minute. I'll do this and I'll do that. And you're like, whatever, it's time for bed, go to bed. I'm doing this after you're in bed instead of spending time on myself. Well, like there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, that this is finally the time that you can say, even if I don't monetarily benefit from this, I benefit because I feel like it comes to this, like, thing that I've just feel like maybe they'll understand they'll understand what I've been doing yeah and thank you thank you so much I, I'm so appreciative to hear that because there are definitely times in my day where I'm like is this even worth it anymore you get hate comments or somebody like says something horrible and you're just like fuck you yep I don't want to make another podcast episode because of people like you you're the reason I have to take breaks yeah. And well, so it's like, you know, like, so I really appreciate that you say that because uh, I'm glad that like, there are people out there that are seeing what I'm trying to do and what I'm trying yeah. to change. Yeah. Well. I mean, it's just terrible. And you know, and it opens our, your eyes too, to all of it, because, you know, you come from that world of like Tupperware is not bad. Mary Kay's not bad. I freaking love Pampered Chef. You know, you're like, you, you look at all that, but then it opens your eyes to like, the rest of it where you're like, I never felt like there was anything wrong with that. I want to support women. I want to support families. I want to support stay at home moms. And you're like, now I don't know what to do. Like, you're like, I'm confused and I don't understand it. And like, how do I like fix this? Or how do I like, like, how do I reconcile it? And how do I make it like, like for us, even right now, like, I mean, we're, I'm still to the point at young living that we haven't done in six years, seven years. 
where I sponsored two kids at a Young Living School in South America, but I won't sever the ties with them because any money I would residual make from that pays for those kids in, in El Salvador for school. Like, what do I do oh, wow. with that? Do you know what I mean? You're like stuck with this thing that you're yeah. trying to, how do I handle that? Because I think they're crap and full of shit and I don't want to support that. But then on the other hand, I don't do a single thing. And every month it pays for these kids school. So you're like, I like that conflict is like, a lot of like moral conundrums. There is a lot of moral weirdness, isn't there? Yeah, Where you're like, absolutely. You're just like, wait, but is this wrong? Like, I want these kids to have an education, but then you're like, I don't have to do anything. So why do I not just let it go? And then you're like, but I don't want to support like what that means. And it's just such a like crazy world of how do you like get out of this? How are you involved in it? How does it happen? How do you fix it? It's just, it sucks. The whole thing sucks. I think if, if, if anything, and the reason that, that we got involved in anything in the first place and the reason why I'm still like irritated with the Washington attorney general is because it was just a money grab. There's all these women that have filed lawsuits and they no one has been able to get past the arbitration clause. And so the reason why we, why we wanted to be a part of the documentary is because if anything can get proven where LuLaRoe acted fraudulently or that they that it can be proven that they did that they did anything wrong it changes all of those court cases for all those women so that's that's the number one reason that that we did this because there there is still it can still make a difference to a ton of people absolutely and that's another thing i was going to say like a lot of people don't understand like even us coming together and corroborating each other's stories this is evidence. This documentary is evidence. Uh, you know, that's what happened with Herbalife with the betting on zero. The documentary came out and all of a sudden, you know, people were like, wait a second. And they investigated and there was a $200 million settlement. So we never know, right? We never know, but we do this because we want to see the people that, that, that we hurt and we saw hurt and that hurt us. We, we, we just, we want to make it right. And we want people to know the truth. And I just, so I wanted to say thank you for you guys talking to me and like answering some hard questions that I know that a lot of people are asking a lot. Um, and at the end, I, I usually do rapid fire questions, but I wrote different ones for LuLaRoe. So yeah. do you think you guys are ready? No, we'll be quick. I know you're on a time. We'll be, we'll my be... daughter's like text me. She's like, I'm ready to be tucked in now. <laughs> oh, no, go do it. I know we'll be super fast. Okay. One word that encompasses how you feel about LuLaRoe. Conflicted. Ooh, yeah. I'm going to go with that. A warning to somebody who wants to still join LuLaRoe after all of this stuff that we've exposed. Go back to school. <laughs> uh, light your money on fire. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> It'll be a better experience. Okay. Just uh, worst memory of LuLaRoe. It's not a memory. It's okay. The 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 worst memory of LuLaRoe was at the gala, the gala. when we were bidding yep. and we wanted like we were serious. Like we wanted to do something that could honor our daughter and have a piece named after for, for, for something that we felt all the time would be worthwhile. I mean, we're both really glad that it didn't happen now, but the worst memory is, is bidding at this going to a number, which is absolutely, absolutely insane. Insanity. We, and having Deanne jump up and start cackling at these other two women that she knows what their bonus checks are and to turn it into this thing where it's just an absolute shit show of just disgusting, like, just, I don't even know what the right word is, but it, I like, I just felt filthy. Yeah. You're like, read the room. Like she, it was almost like a spiritual experience and she completely ruined it. 
Right. You like, guys did some videos on TikTok about that, but it was like this beautiful fun. experience to, to have this everlasting tribute to Emma and Deanne turned it into this like vicious bidding war. It was gross. Yeah. That was truly, I would say to a hundred percent hands down, easy answer. It was the gala. And, and it's because she felt like it's the, like, it's her money. Yeah. Like they don't, they didn't view the, they did not view the bonuses as the consultant's money. It was it was a privilege that like it was just they were gifted it from the gods of Mark and Deanne. Jeez, uh, hardest lesson that you learned while in LuLaRoe? Ooh, I would. I'm gonna go real like whatever and say honestly the most hurtful thing was the way that who I thought were our friends treated us after we were terminated not that we quit but we were terminated how they treated us and I was it was mind-boggling to me I couldn't understand it yeah the excommunication was yep. was the really it was horrible me too horrible and the last question is a positive takeaway from your time in LuLaRoe that you maybe still use today. I think that's, and it goes along with the last answer why it's so hard is, is that we loved the community. I love my team. I love my customers. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the one thing that, that LuLaRoe did a really good job of, but it was also like they're like the worst thing about them is that everybody who just like, not everybody, but the large majority of people that could come together and just have a good time. And you could, and you like, like even when we were teaching the classes and on a cruise and we only went in the pool one time on on like three cruises. Right. But we still had fun. Yeah. Like, it was still uh, it was still a good time, even though we worked uh, like a good portion of it. It was it was something at the time that we felt like was rewarding. Or refill, we felt like we were helping people. And, you know, right? I will say too, you didn't, you know, part of that, too, with that is the experience that we had working with our son. You know, he was the youngest cruise qualifier. He was only what, 19 when he started 18 when he started the business. Our son was the youngest cruise qualifier. He did not get help from us, really. Like, he really didn't. He was on his own. And he kicked some ass. And I'm really I remember him selling. Yeah, I'm proud of that kid. Like, he did a great job. He's still selling with his wife now. They have their own boutique. But, like, the the opportunity we had to, like, work with our son and spend that time with him at our time in his life, that 19, 20, 21, that's a hard time in your life. And, you know, your sister passed away. You didn't go to college like you thought you were because of the whole situation. Like, it was a, it was really cool to experience that with our, with our kid. Well, and so and, and I love that. Just, not just him, but Avery, who ran a, a three or four thousand dollar a month slime business. Oh, um, yes. And they, people thought we got terminated because of her. And she was like, and, and to watch her the way she started with claim this by saying, by typing sold and on what, Snapchat on Snapchat and and she ended up getting approached by like Martha Stewart to work on her, you know, spring uh, wedding pop-up, you know, our, she was very successful because she saw our example, you know, and I think probably that experience with your kids watching you struggle, you know, and go through stuff very publicly, um, you know, is, is a very hard, but good lesson for them, you know, to see that you know, bad things can happen. You know, people can treat your parents like crap, but you know what? Like, we're going to get through this. We're still family. It's going to be better on the other side. Um, you know, keep your head up. Don't read stuff. Stay away from it. Just keep going. Like, get up every day, do your job, be a good person. And, you know, you're going to be fine. You'll be fine. It doesn't matter. So I think the experience with our children was really good. Um, our kids are really tough. You know, they've had to go through a lot of stuff. They had to go through, you know, Emma's death, Paul's stroke, being very, having a very public life through being on TLC. You know, I had a regular segment on ABC 13. They've been in the public eye a lot and they, they've come out beautifully and they handle it very well. Yeah. I mean, definitely like D or E list, but like for, for 100%. This, 
for this community. I don't like, wanna, we're like, talking like we're low a- F G rating stuff. Like they like handled it very well. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, yeah, we're just proud of our kids. Proud of where well, proud that we. Um, I'm not embarrassed we, by we, that we have forty. Yeah. That we have forty employees that work for us now. That yeah, you know, we're able to. That's support. amazing. Yeah, F. Yeah. LuLaRoe, man. We're like, you know, you're doing That's millions. Amazing. Hashtag because of LuLaRoe. Hashtag because of LuLaRoe. <laughs> Thank you, LuLaRoe. Yeah. Because of LuLaRoe. Because of LuLaRoe, you are out of the cult. You are thriving yep. and you are doing amazing. And you are providing jobs for 40 people. Legitimate yep. jobs. Yeah. Big old people. You should be proud. Jobs, yep. I will put all of your guys' boutique information in the show notes so that anybody that wants to support you can hop on that and check out what you're doing now. Those of people that maybe saw you on the couponing show a long time ago and lost touch and are like, oh my God, it's them. I remember yeah. them. Maybe they're listening to this right now and they're able to find you guys as well. So many okay. comments, people are like, oh my God, you looked familiar. I knew you from couponing. And you're like, oh my God. Yeah. amazing well thank you so much for i know you, you guys are two, two hours ahead and i'm already like oh my god it's late um yeah. so thank you so much for spending your, your evening with me and and to, thank for you clearing some things up you guys are so wonderful thank you thank so you. much for being a part of this i know that we had long conversations on the phone about yeah. whether or not you should do this and i'm so happy that you chose to speak your truth and to um and to get the story out there and i know and i guarantee that people listening to your story is going to change lives as well i hope so thank, thank you, you so much you too Same you are thing. so wonderful um i wish you many many good lucks and many blessings you guys are awesome um and again all of this stuff if you guys want to support paul and tiffany in their future ventures all of that is in the show notes so that you guys can thank you so thank you so much for listening to life after mlm Please don't forget to like and subscribe and share with all of your anti-MLM friends as well. See you next time.